This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. Established in 2005, Econites focuses on working with key stakeholders to drive and empower sustainable actions for a better planet. Sustainable community development is at the core of their efforts, whether through on-ground community projects, public-private partnerships or policy advocacy. So today on the show, I'm going to catch up with Fadli Bhaktia. He's the Program Director at Econites to find out about some of their current projects, including their latest one, which is called Old Souls New Life, which hopes to create a healthy shoe waste recycling ecosystem by collecting old shoes to be repurposed into granules that will be used to build environmentally friendly playgrounds or sports surfaces. Welcome, Fadli. How are you today? Um, thank you so much for having me, Julie. <laughs> I'm I'm fine, doing better at uh, recovering from an illness, but I'm better now. Just the voice. I hope you don't mind um, <laughs> Not this. At all. Uh, weird voice not at all not at all very very deep and husky sounding but thank you so much for speaking to me you know despite feeling ill I really appreciate it and and so nice to catch up with you uh, Fadli you know it's been a few years since uh, we've spoken to you folks at Econites um, maybe uh, just for our listeners sake can you just uh, remind us you know about the work that Econites uh, carries out okay so um, I'm the program director of Econites and uh, throughout these almost 15 to 18 years, um, we have done a lot of programs, initiatives. So Econites is an impact-driven sustainability organization that delivers sustainable initiatives through policy advocacy, education and action with communities, government agencies, and stakeholders, basically to build the bridge towards sustainable mindset and behavioral change. So um, this line that I've been in, actually, personally for me, has been very important for me because it has changed me into becoming a better person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the important line of work today. You guys have been doing it all the way since 2005, you know, and, and I, I think the work doesn't get easier, but I guess, you know, it just never stops being fulfilling. Am I correct in saying that? Um, I, I, I can fully agree with you. <laughs> that it's very fulfilling. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, overall, you know, what would you say is uh, the organization's main mission, its aim uh, in every single project that you guys take on? As I, as I mentioned before, it is one of the important lines of work today mm-hmm. because with the skills, the capacity and the passion and effort actually to promote societal and environmental balance. So this is what we are trying to promote, balance in um, how the society um, lives and how the environment is, is being taken care of, at least uh, utilized, right? There must be mm-hmm. some sort of balance. Mm-hmm. So we are the we are a tie and a bridge to the community as well as uh, the other stakeholders. Are. So all the programs that we do is basically trying to change people's mindset so that they can be more sensible in the way they do things and they live their daily lives. Definitely. And is there something that you wish more people understood about the work that Econites does uh, and also, I guess, environmentalism in general? So I think one of the most important things for me uh, or for us is that we have to look at um, the world as a place where we live. This is only one world. And of mm-hmm. course, there's a lot of research and um, uh, you know, going to the space, to Mars, but uh, mm-hmm. most of us will be staying in this world. And we have to really look at how we can live um, 
in tune with the with the world, not out of tune. You know where we only look at what is uh, important to us, but not what is important to other people or to the environment. Right. So we have been living very, to me, unsustainable, fast, cheap, uh, uh, driven um, behavior, which has an impact to the environment because you know it cannot cope with our demand. So, uh, in short, uh, the work that we do is to tell people they have to look at how can they be more sensible in their daily actions so that we can have uh, a lot more left for the future generations, right? Yeah. Because now sure. we're doing things only for us and we try to basically have materialistic you know, materials prepared for our next generation, which I don't agree what we need is to prepare them with a set of principles and views in how they should live their lives in a better way. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, at the core of all of what you do is that you act as catalysts for positive change, right? It's not just change because change can go either way, but positive change is something that, you know, uh, really is the grounding of all the work that you do, I would say. At least that's what I hope. That's what we hope to do, <laughs> right? I can't say that, for you know, sure, we, this, for is what sure. we, this is what we really do. I think this is what this is our hope, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I think the next generation needs to um, uh, really look at how we can live in a better condition, you know, compared to, you know, especially during the uh, industrial revolution. So everything is technology and 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 developments, mm. but it has to have some sort of balance. So I think key is the balance. Because we need to make sure that it can sustain ourselves and uh, you know the society and the environment. Definitely, Fatli, definitely. And it takes an all-of-society approach to do that. Um, you know, if we really want to ensure a, a future, you know, for our for our children. And that's something that you guys are doing, you know, engaging with all these different stakeholders. Um, but let me just talk to you a little bit about something that I think most of us uh, associate Econites with. And that's the, <laughs> uh, the KL Eco Film Festival, you know, which I know... I mean, I remember, you know, back in 2005, actually, still talking to uh, to Yasmin about it. Um, and it's it's something that you guys have continued with. Um, but how has the festival evolved, you know, from the original idea and, and your original hopes for it to what it is today? I mean, first of all, the KL Eco Film has surpassed um, all of the hopes that we wanted to do when we started, mm-hmm. right? Because the main objective at that point was, number one, to bring international um, films for the public to watch in KL in the form of a film festival. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And secondly, to encourage local filmmakers um, to produce environmental films and to make it more relevant to the Malaysian context and also hopefully to break into international um, viewers and attention. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense, over the past 14 years, 15 years, I think we have surpassed all. We have basically proved that it can work. Right? Yeah. But um, during the past two years of pandemic, of course, we could we could not do any physical festival. Mm-hmm. What we had to do is we had to be uh, innovative and we uh, launched our virtual festival um, in 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. So we sort of created this one platform called Clefflix. I know it sounds cheesy, like <laughs> Netflix, but... Clefflix, <laughs> so like where that. we organize the festival and we screen the festival online, people can uh, view and, and uh, yeah, watch the videos online. And 
it's in hindsight, I think it's um, we can we, we reach out to more people instead of the the festival happening physically where people have to come and watch at the venue. Mm-hmm. So now it can reach out to people outside of Malaysia. So how I see the next evolution of KL Eco Film Fest is, of course, physical because we still need to have these social interactions, conversations, um, and then we can still organize virtual screenings where people can watch it from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say in hindsight, I think the pandemic has given us this great lesson where there are many ways for us to um, continue our initiative or like work towards what we believe in, mm-hmm. not just physical, but also, you know, you can reach out to more people outside. Yeah, and, and that's been great, isn't it? And I'm sure you guys have been getting a lot of positive uh, uh, feedback, you know, and, and as you said, you've reached, reached out to so many other different people, you know, not just in the Klang Valley or or all of that, right? And that's been great. Um, and I, I just wanted to talk about the pandemic as well, because I'm sure, you know, that you know, everything that happened, that was not easy for anyone, and it must have impacted uh, Econite's work, you know, not just the Eco Film Festival, but all the other work that you guys do as well. Yes, I mean, I, I know everyone has been talk, uh, have talked about the impact, you know, due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are not spared. Uh, we have we were very impacted, especially on our projects because, you know, almost uh, all of our projects require community involvements, require um, uh, field works, right? So when we have restriction, movement restrictions, um, it has not only um, slowed down. Yeah. our progress but in fact um, it has many other impacts that I think a lot of people are, have you know went through as well especially with the physical and mental health of course um, financial and so on and so forth but there's this you know people are talking about uh, there's less restri- I mean there's restriction on movement that, therefore reducing human activities therefore the environment uh, mm. you know will get better mm. um, I mean of course from for a short period of time I think we should look at how because we live in that two years and we realize that there's a lot of things that we don't need <laughs> right yeah what we need is a good health a good people around us um uh, you know work a good better working conditions so we should actually take advantage of what we have went through during pandemic right and figure out how can we move forward uh, living our lives that is more sustainable, really. To me, the word sustainable is is very important because we know that we've been actually living our lives in an unsustainable way until mm. we realize that we don't have much option during the pandemic <laughs> and we have to live sustainably. We have to manage our our life, our family, our health. So then we know that what, what is more important. So I think even though now we have gone through the out of the pandemic per se, but we have to really think of how we can, you know, sustain uh, our lives and our livelihood in a better way. So that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've been seeing all the scientific reports. We've been seeing, you know, I mean, it's not just what we've observed ourselves, right? I mean, the science to back it up that everything that you just said, that we've been living so unsustainably, uh, we've, you know, worked ourselves into a corner and now we really need to, we need to change straight away. We need to change right now, you know, if we're going to ensure that there's a future for our children, right? I agree with you. 
Yeah, okay. Let's just go for a quick break, Fadli. When we come back, let's talk about some of the projects and programs that you guys have, uh, that you guys are currently working on. I'm speaking today to Fadli Bakhtia. He's the program director at Econites. Econites is, of course, an NGO that works on various sustainability projects. Uh, they've been around since 2005. We're just catching up with them and finding out about some of their current work. We'll have more after this quick break. You're listening to Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Joining me on the line today is Fadli Bakhtia. He's the Program Director at Econites, the NGO working on various sustainability projects. Uh, they, they work with key stakeholders to drive and empower sustainable actions for a better planet. Uh, and we're just catching up with Econites. You know, it's been a while since we had them on the show. So just catching up with Fadli, who is the Program Director, uh, to find out what they've been up to. So before the break, Fadli, you know, you're telling us, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a tough two years, but, you know, your work carried on throughout and I think with a renewed sense of purpose, if I if I can say that. And yeah. um, just talk to me a little bit about, you know, uh, some of the projects that you've been working on uh, now that we've come out of the major impacts of the pandemic. Maybe we can start with some community-based programs. Yeah, sure. So, of course, even during the pandemic, uh, we had to be uh, innovative in how we, uh, number one, um, breeze through that period. So, even during the pandemic, we had some projects that we did one of the new projects, or I think new approach is we partner with ASEAN Cares and ASEAN Foundation and uh, yeah, ASEAN Foundation mm-hmm. uh, called ASEAN Cares to support um, communities who were affected during the pandemic. So we delivered a hygiene kit and food food package to um, uh, a group, uh, many groups of indigenous people living around Klang Valley which is affected. So of course, towards that, uh, we have many other projects going on. Uh, although you know small projects, but now uh, we, I think since the December twenty twenty one, where the big flood happened, yeah, in yeah. in KL, yeah. So we were very involved in one of our key programs called Project Bumi, which is stands for benefiting underrepresented and marginalized individuals. Mm-hmm. So we help the uh, affected flood victims in Bukit Adom, in Banting, and then. Um, subsequently, we also work with the school in uh, called Sekolah It's an indigenous school, mm-hmm. primary school. Okay. We help them and help clean the school, repainted the school, donated stuff for the schools, and running a lot more community project uh, in the school. Because I do believe if we, it is a perfect uh, chance for us to engage with young people, you know, to see uh, what it means for community building, help community building. So um, we hope that uh, when these kids in the school see, you know, us coming and helping the school, uh, revive, uh, revitalize the school, we hope that at least even one school can see, okay, they, they look at it as a good example and it will stick to them and they will remember that, oh, I remember when I was a kid, there's a group of people who always come and help and build the school. And hopefully that will be something that the next generation, you know, as they grow up, they will have a, you know, better principles and beliefs helping others as well. Mm. Okay. And how did you, I, how did you first identify this school in particular? Why was it uh, this school that you you kind of like uh, chose to help? It was. I I can really say it was it was a fate. It was a blessing mm. because initially we were supporting the. Um, the Kampung Orang Asli Bukit Tadung during the flight. Okay. And while we were supporting this community for about a week, you know, sending um, 
uh, all the help, volunteers. Um, the Tobatin, which is the head of the uh, community, said mm. that uh, we should go and check the school because the school was affected and there's no one going to the school uh, to to do anything because they were so busy trying to manage their own you know, house and their, right. their village. Right. So we went there and saw that the school was in a very bad condition. I think 80-90% mm. of the uh, of the stuff equipments mm. in the school were destroyed. The books, uh, the tables, chairs, everything. Okay. okay so, so yeah. So uh, um, and then the school was supposed to start in a week or two weeks time. So we mobilized about hundred of um, uh, volunteers to go there and help and clean up the whole school in one full day. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently, we managed to get um, a lot of supports from corporates. Um, and from volunteers to come and do in many phases of the uh, um, rehabilitation of the school. Right. Okay. All right. That's excellent. And I mean, later we're going to talk about All Souls New Life and, and I think they you're running the pilot project with them. Uh, we, we'll get to that in a minute. But there's something else that Econites, uh, you know, I, I always admire this. You always um, engage with public-private collaborations as well, right? Um, what are some that you're currently working on that you're quite excited about? Of course, um, we've been working with Koei, the it's a Korean international company, mm-hmm. to uh, in the project called Guardians Against Garbage. So basically, it's a 12 months pro- uh, program where we do, we um, create awareness to the public and also to COVID employees uh, mm-hmm. on, you know, um, public cleanup. So we bring the employees and also the public to clean up um, a lot of public spaces, areas, common areas such as river around Sungai Ara, in Kamantun, in Amatara. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to uh, make them see the kind of impact that um, the the environment has to deal with you know, our own actions. So hopefully that this and many other you know some other projects that we have done, um, we hope that um, people who are, who participate or people who see what we do will be inspired to to better lives and to be more sensible in their you know their choice right. you know in living. Okay, and I'm sure that's just one of many projects. But um, uh, how do you engage and work with the local communities in these projects that you're involved in? Because as you mentioned, you know, you're working it. Uh, yes, we, you're working in public, public-private collaborations. But obviously, it's all to do with local communities quite often, right? How do you actually, yes. you know, speak to them, get them involved, and all of that? Yeah. Um. In fact, one of our prog- our care station, uh, care station is like a recycling project that we do. Hmm. Called, um, what we want to do is to get people to understand um, why um, they need to do something about the current situation. Right. So we need to give them the perspective of what's happening now and what could happen if we still have this mindset of business as usual, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we need to tell them that this is not sustainable. So we provide a solution to them and ask them to be part of it. So, um, but in fact, even, even when you say this, um, you would think that when we come up with project that is supposed to be good for the communities, the communities will um, um, be positive about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there are still people who are um, pessimistic or skeptical 
of what we're doing because mm. they need to protect their personal um, uh, privacy, I would say. So okay. for, I, I mentioned this because one of our projects is called the care station. So is in the office where people can come and drop um, their um, recycled stuff to sure. our um, collection area. Sure. Then we will connect with the um, third-party collector to come and pick it up. So it was going quite well for some years. But then I think during the pandemic, we couldn't do it. And there's still people sending. You can see that people still come and send stuff because they, they are now, you know, like maybe they, they have that awareness of at least I can drop it at the place mm-hmm. where it can be repurposed into something better or at least disposed properly. Yeah. Uh, but then we had some resist. Uh, we are, we have some resistance, you know, and people who uh, who lives nearby our area and say that it's it's affecting them, and you know um, they don't agree to this. Mm. So so you can see that even you are trying to do something that you believe to be good for the society, there are always people who you know opposed to that because they think it's inconvenience to them, you know. Mm. Yeah. So. These are some of the challenges that we 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 face, um, but I am optimistic because for every challenge to me there is a possible opportunity somewhere else. So um, we have to look for the right kind of community, and we need to educate them so that they know that whatever that I feel that is not suitable now is actually will be relevant in the future. If I don't take the action now, it will be worse in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all it's all about, you know, it's all about having conversations about it, right? Because also us, you know, if we come in with these projects and and maybe they don't quite understand where we're coming from, they're like, you know, who are you to tell me what to do? Who are you to come into my space and you know with your project? So it's just a lot of dialogue and conversations just to just so everyone knows where they're coming from, right? And that nobody means harm to anybody else in that sense. Yeah, maybe maybe in the past they 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 went through some kind of situations where mm. maybe you know people come and want to help and then they have different agenda. Yes, exactly. There's something else that they want behind that. So that's why I think working with NGO, especially like Eco Nights, where we keep ourselves to be neutral, mm-hmm. we are quite moderate. I don't think we are very loud. We always want to create conversations with stakeholders with other people. But I guess it takes a lot of education, awareness, and consistent uh, example. You have to show consistent behavior to them until they believe that, okay, these people, they have good intention to do good things. And of course, you know, all these projects that you're working on, you know, it, it, it is ultimately to benefit the communities, right? How would you say, you know, communities have benefited from all the different programs that the Econ- that Econites carries out? So... Of course, like I said, we you know we always have good intention when we want to carry out any community programs. Yeah. Right. Uh, we create the awareness. We get them participate in the you know in the process of doing the project, mm-hmm. um, and then we hope that they will start and take action and be empowered about it. So these are the four steps that we always try to follow: awareness, participation, action, and empowerment. Mm-hmm. And mm, but. We are, like, like you mentioned earlier, Juliet, Econites is only, we consider ourselves as a catalyst. Yeah. So we come in and um, with a new idea, with a new hope, with a new solution. And once the community has adopted it or take um, those ideas, 
it is up to them how they want to continue with it. So one of the things that makes it sometimes, you know, the misunderstanding is that Econites or any other uh, CBOs, community-based organizations or NGOs, has to stay with the community for, for a very long period of time. That's not supposed to be it. We're supposed to come in, instill new ideas, um, create that culture of, you know, having a better uh, lifestyle, mm-hmm. and then we can go out so that they can continue and these groups can inspire other groups, you know, because I think it has to work like that. Otherwise, people will always assume that Econites will come and solve their problem and then mm-hmm. we have to continue and solve their problems. We, we can't do that. So they have to understand that it takes their collective effort to change their mindset and their behaviors so that they can have better lives within their community. So that's what uh, what we say the community should benefit from our programs. Okay. Yeah, I understand, you know, because um there's a whole there's a whole of Malaysia out there, right? And so you're trying to instill these different changes and then hope hoping that you know people will take it on and carry it out themselves so that you can go on and try it in other places. You know, that that's only a natural thing to do. So yeah. Um and of course one of these latest projects, which involves something that you were talking about earlier, SK Bukit Tadum, uh, is this project called Old Souls New Life. Uh, can you tell me a little more about it? Yeah, um on a personal level. I am a shoe enthusiast. I've been collecting <laughs> shoes for many years. And um, when this project came up, uh, I think before the pandemic, so we, uh, one of our partners, um, Dao, they, uh, we've had a previous relationship with them since uh, before pandemic. So uh, in 2020, um, they introduced a new idea that they started in Singapore where they collected old shoes, uh, and then the old shoes will be turned into granules, ground to be granules, and then they build sports facilities and surfaces in Singapore. So um, I found it as a deeply personal to me mm-hmm. because I was think always, you know, I've always um, a consumer mm-hmm. for that, you know, in that segment. And then I thought like, finally, there's something that I can really do to, to support what I like to do. So uh, you can say that it's a sort of like a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the challenge is how do my personal, how can my personal uh, passion be shared and how do I convince my team? Because I, we never force the team to accept any projects or a personal idea project. It has to be good for everyone, right? Yeah. So, and then after we look at it, presented, discuss, we realized that this is a game changer. Uh, it started in Singapore um, in 2019, and then now it's a permanent uh, recycling program in Singapore already. So in Malaysia, now we started the first in Malaysia. Uh, this will be the first uh, phase of it where we are expecting to collect at least 4,000 pairs of shoes or about 1,125 kg of shoes and to be ground uh, and then to use the material, I'm using also Dao material to bind the granules and make a playground surface for Sekolah Kebangsaan Bukit Adom, the school that I talked to you about um, when we started and helped them. Right. So I feel like it's almost like a close loop now of what we're doing because what we want to do is try to connect a lot of our other projects and benefit them in, in different ways. 
so that you can continue to you know create an impact to the community that uh, that we work with mm-hmm. and you know we also have one another besides dao we also have another partner called lifeline clothing malaysia ylcm is a textile recycling company so they are also responsible for logistics and the collection of the shoes and put it to the india warehouse in portland so what i'm really excited about this project is because through these three partnerships we have actually identified a solution end to end solution that means from collecting the shoes which econice is doing uh, with our collection partners or drop off points partners and then collected by llcm sent to their warehouse the warehouse will send the shoes to singapore at the moment there's only the the closest grandi facilities in singapore and then send it back to malaysia the granules then using down um, uh, products they will bind it and make it into playground surface in malaysia so imagine if we keep doing this as a permanent um, initiative you can see that all the shoes that you donate to us um, of course most of it we can use it for the project uh, and there are some maybe that is not suitable to use for the project mm, i was actually going to ask is it like the rubber shoes the ones that you're particularly looking for yeah so um we had this discussion whether we should limit it to which type of shoes that can be used mm-hmm. for this for this project of course the answer is yes we are focusing on rubberized shoes sport shoes uh, not leather shoes not uh, construction boot shoes uh, and you know uh, we can also take slippers and sandals mm-hmm. however when we discussed we thought that if we put too many restrictions to people what they can and what they cannot it might Uh, stops them from taking the first step. So we say you send any type of shoes. We prefer a certain type of shoes, which is rubberized shoes. But if you have any other type of shoes, you just send it because we want them to think that I shouldn't throw these shoes out in the in my you know in in the trash bin anymore. There is a place where I can now drop my shoes. And for example, for kids, yeah, they grow up really fast. And what happens to their shoes after they move up? you know their years yeah. you know they grow they grow up cheat kids change shoes um a lot of times throughout their throughout their you know um growing up phase yeah. so these are all the things that we need to uh, educate not only the adults but for the kids as well so this has a purpose this purpose can be turned into something really meaningful you know and create a healthy lifestyle where people can use the playground safer safely especially for the kids Mm, definitely and and this is something that you hope will grow right i mean what are your hopes for the project moving forward you know how do you hope it will make those concepts of recycling and sustainability more accessible for everyone so right now we are in the first phase so um our we already planning for the second phase which is to scale up the collection points at the moment we have almost 30 collection points mainly in klang valley and some in johor um we can operate in any state where LLCM is operating which is in four states in Klang Valley, uh, Negeri Sembilan, Melaka and Johor. Okay. So these four states we can definitely consider to set up collection points because we can save a lot of logistic costs or not through our partnership with LLCM. Mm. Um second part is that we are also fundraising, you know starting our fundraising for capital funding for the grinding to build the grinding facility in Malaysia 
at the moment, like I said, the only grinder is in Singapore and we have to transport the shoes there, which has a lot of costs. Haulage, um, transportation, even carbon costs and uh, import duty costs as well. We have to pay to the customer. Right? It's a lot. We've done the question. It's not sustainable to do it if we want to have a permanent, uh, permanent ecosystem in Malaysia. So we need to fundraise about 400,000 ringgit so that we can build the uh, grinding facility uh, in Malaysia, I think, uh, in LLCM warehouse in Portland. Once we have that, uh, we've done the calculation and it will, you know, the return on investment will be, it will go down by a lot uh, if you compare to sending it to Singapore every time. Right? Okay, okay. And in, and it's that closed loop, isn't it? That's what we were talking about, right? You know, the thing about carbon uh, carbon footprint and all of that, those are important factors as well. So if we can do it here locally and, you know, it can be recycled into something really, really useful, like, you know, playground surfaces, that's awesome. You know, it's a win-win situation. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, what we need to do is, of course, because this project has already been decided that we will do in SK Bukit Tadung. Yeah. But imagine if we collect you know what Singapore is collecting now. Singapore is now collecting about 16,000 pairs of shoes a month. Wow. So imagine if we collect even the same amount as 16,000 pairs a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it will cost more than 20,000 just to send it every time. So imagine if you send it 20 times, 16,000 pairs, 20 times, it's already 400,000 ringgit about price, which is the, the price of to build the grinding facility in Malaysia. Okay. So, so um, we need to make sure that uh, this can be realized because um, everybody use shoes, right? It's one of the um, you know things that we own that has no place where we can you know send for proper recycling. So the next step after the grinding facility is to uh, encourage to lobby local councils, the government, private developers. To, to buy these granules and build their surfaces using these. So, so we are taking step by step, but uh, as, as a bigger picture, I can see this as um, a flagship in Malaysia and something that Malaysia will be definitely one of the top ones in the world because I see the, um, I see the, the, the changes in their behaviors, the acceptance towards something that makes more sense to them, especially like recycling. So this is one more exciting thing that you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Besides your plastic bottles, aluminium, papers and stuff. This is another exciting project that they can look at and be part of. Definitely. And, you know, for anyone who's listening and they're interested to, to you know, to help or to donate or, you know, maybe they're interested in, in helping to fund that, uh, that <clears throat> local facility, what's the best way that they can do that, Fadli? Okay, so you can definitely go to our website, econites.org.my. But if you want to look more specific, um, just type Old Souls New Life, not S-O-U-L-S, yeah? It's S-O-L-E-S, Old Souls New Life. Mm-hmm. In there, we update regularly, at least once a month, we will up, up, update the collection points. And then we will also update the number of pairs that we collect from our project. So... What you can do as a public, just take the first step, uh, go and check your shoe rack and take some of uh, some pairs of shoes and you can drop it off. In fact, another thing that you can do as a community is that you can run your own collection drive or corporate as well. So we've received also these ideas 
In fact, last week we did the community drive where the community in late age, Puchong, they come, they, they organize their own collection drive and then they collect it and then we send uh, LSEM to come and collect the shoes uh, at their place. Okay, excellent. So, so things, so the wheels are in motion. You know, it's already uh, kickstarted. And am I correct that for for this particular project, um, you're going to run this campaign until September? Yes. So we are going to so the collection will be permanent. So that's what uh, everybody needs to know. But how uh, the 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 two months project is to collect four thousand pairs okay. for the school. So um, I, like I said, I'm positive that we can get more than that. But uh, what we need is for everyone to just make it a habit where if they have shoes, they just drop it at any time uh, at these locations. And if you can also, you can support, public can support by donating on our page uh, to help for the capital funding for the uh, grinder. We are also looking at corporate and government as well to give us grants or sponsorship to build the grinder. So um, this is how everyone can play a role. Okay, excellent. And I'm just looking at the website now, you know, if you just go to uh, econites.org.my and search for Old Souls New Life, you know, if you just scroll to the bottom, there's a, a handy map there which says find our bins and you've got all the different places listed there. So everything is online and really, really accessible, right? If you just need to get, uh, if you'd like to find out more. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm afraid we're running out of time, Fadli. But, you know, before I let you go, um, any last message you'd like to leave us with? Uh, anything at all? Um. Yeah, sure. So, I am optimistic, I'm hopeful. So to me, I think every single day can be an achievement, not just for me, for everyone. So if we look at uh, our lives and the way we live, there is always something that we can improve. Um, and all these small margins make a lot of difference if it's in a big, a huge collective, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine that if 30 million people in Malaysia drop one pair of shoes, one pair of shoes, 30 million people. That's 30 million pairs. So it's a lot, right? If you yeah. think 30 million is a lot, but one pair of shoes to you, is it a lot? It's not to me, definitely. I have to say. So one pair of shoes, 30 million people, 30 million shoes. So imagine how much you can save in a year from going to landfill and, and, and the impact of the landfills to the environment, to climate change and global warming. So these are all another huge topic that we can talk about later, right? But so, so one small action, my last word is one of your small action just to drop the shoes out of many other things that you do will make a difference. You have to believe in that. You have to know that we are doing our part because we want to have, we want to create a better future for our next generation. We are not going to tell them they have to sort out their future themselves because we are part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So we have to be the part of the solutions so that the world can sustain itself for future generations to come. Couldn't have put it better myself, Fadli. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Fadli Bakhtia, the Program Director at Econites. Again, if you'd like to find out more about everything that Fadli and I have been discussing, just head to their website, econites.org.my. You guys are very uh, very active on social media as well. Yeah, Facebook. Uh, where else can we find you on yeah, social Facebook, media? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, even LinkedIn. If you want to connect with us professionally, of course, in LinkedIn, okay. company or representing a company, yeah, you and can you guys also. Yeah, yeah, you can connect to us, yeah.
Yeah, and you guys, of course, do a lot of um, uh, outreach programs, you know, with with uh, organizations, with, uh, um, you know, corporates and things like that, CSR yes, programs. So, yeah, do get in touch with Eco Knights. You know, they are a great, wonderful team. They've been around since 2005. Yeah. So. Maybe, uh, Julia, lastly, maybe BFM can do a shoe drive. Our yes. office is close to you. <laughs> yes, right? you're right. We've done it before, you. so let's talk after this. Let's talk after this, but they definitely I can tell I can tell you how many shoes my colleagues have. I've seen it. So yeah, we can definitely work on something there, Fadli. Um sure. but thank you so much for joining me today. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash earth, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on the bigger picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.